Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode 144 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA talk. Lots to get to on the show this week. Get some house cleaning items in a second. I have to get to a topic that I teased and neglected to bring up last week. I apologize for that. Um, Had a lot going on last week and still have a lot going on this week, which I'll get to in a moment. But uh, totally forgot to talk about the Lakers. And you know what? It kind of worked out because we got even more to do this week with the Lakers situation. So we'll talk plenty of Lakers. We'll talk Knicks and their late, really late push here for a playoff spot and much more on this week's podcast. We'll get to the Lakers. We'll get to the Knicks in just a second. Few quick housekeeping items. I'm recording this podcast a day earlier than normal. This is going to go out on the Friday per usual. However, uh, I'm going to be traveling all day between Thursday and Friday. I am moving once again back down to Florida for my other work that I do throughout the year. So I'm going to be down in Florida now for pretty much the rest of 2022 as it's been in my life these last few years which I'm excited about. I'm going to be down in the South Florida area around Miami as I normally tend to do. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be down there for work yet again, uh, doing soccer, basketball, and hockey play-by-play, uh, which I've come accustomed to doing these last few years. Um, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. You guys have given me a lot of support through this podcast, through the other work that I've done, and it really means a lot so i'm recording this early um so again this is going to be recorded on the wednesday late afternoon basically before i leave to travel down to florida and i'm going to be out uh you know at a commission if you will from thursday into friday basically so 
I won't be able to do the podcast on the Thursday, but the podcast will still go out on the Friday. And then the next podcast I will do will be in Florida. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I hope you are as well. I'd be excited to be back down there uh, during the NBA playoffs as well. So it'll be very, very interesting. I may even, depending on how it works out, uh, try to go to a, to a playoff game or two. Uh, down in south florida we'll see we'll see how it ends up playing out so let's dive in uh let's start with the knicks as we love to do around here um i said it last week i will say it again this week uh where on god's green earth was this team a month ago the knicks have now won nine of their last 13 games they're rolling at the moment i was looking through after the win last night, uh, who the Knicks have played and, and beaten over these last, well, really over the last month, honestly, since the month of March started, the Knicks have totally turned this thing around, but it's it's too little, too late, really. Uh, during, this, during this run, and the Knicks have won four straight, by the way, six of their last eight, but they've won nine of their last 13 overall, uh, and they beat the likes of the Clippers, the Kings, the Mavericks, Portland, Washington, Charlotte, Miami, which was impressive in Miami, uh, just got it done in Detroit against the Pistons, and then they got a very impressive win at home, 109-104 on Monday against Chicago at the Garden, and boy, let me tell you, R.J. Barrett has just been tremendous during the month of March. Julius Randle's been very good as well. To be fair, I mean, remember, Julius Randle had a 46-point game earlier this month, but R.J. Barrett has just been off the charts uh, for the last two weeks, and it's hopefully a sign of things to come. You know, it, it really, I really hope that it is. I mean, to be fair, you know, the Knicks have had a couple of gut-punching losses during this run, you know, getting blown out by Utah at the Garden and, and then losing to Atlanta at the Garden as well, and that, that win very may very well knock the Knicks out of the play-in, but Knicks are only four and a half back of the Hawks. The problem is there's only six games left uh, for, for both teams, which again, you know, leads me to say, you know, where where was this team? You know, where were they earlier this season? Uh, on the day of recording on the Wednesday, the Knicks are going to host Charlotte at the Garden. Knicks obviously have to win if they want to keep this uh, miracle comeback alive. Knicks, I mean, again, they're four and a half back of the Hawks, so that's, you know, mathematically the Knicks' best chance of getting in, but the Knicks are only five back of Charlotte. Now, it would take a, again, let me be very clear, <laughs> it would take a miracle for the Knicks to catch either one of these two teams, but they have to beat Charlotte tonight if they want any shot at it, and the Hawks are really the, the only chance the Knicks are going to get here uh, to get into the playoffs and they're, they're going to need the Hawks to lose a few games uh, down the stretch. The slight good news, I guess, is that the Knicks do have a few winnable games left on their schedule. You know, Charlotte and Cleveland are next, but they're both at home. They go to Orlando, which if the Knicks play the way they've been playing, they should win. They get Brooklyn at home, but Brooklyn's going to be at full strength. That's going to be a very difficult game. Then at Washington and then Toronto at home two games again with the way the knicks are playing that they can win right so five out of the six you'd think hey the, the knicks the knicks can win those games you know 
which would mean <laughs> that the Hawks would really have to struggle down the stretch. The Hawks would basically have to win, you know, one of six, two of six uh, for this to happen. To be fair, the Hawks' schedule is not easy. Uh, they do have the Thunder on the road tonight. They'd, you'd expect them to win that. But then they've got the Cavs and the Nets at home. They've got to go to Toronto on April 5th, Washington at home on April 6th, and then Miami in Miami on the last night of the regular season. So four out of those six are actually pretty difficult games for the Hawks, I would argue. I think the Thunder and Wizards games would be games you'd expect the Hawks to win. Uh, the Hawks also play on the Wednesday, so we'll know a lot more about the Knicks situation. However, I will say this, not to get your hopes up, uh, but if, and again, we're going to start playing the if game, so if you want to skip ahead, <laughs> go for it. But, uh, and by the way, I don't think the Knicks will get in. This, this should have happened in February, this run that they're currently going on. It's happening in March. The season ends in, you know, just about, uh, a little over a week, the Knicks are not going to make the play on the play in. So, however, for those mathematical hopers out there, um, that are that are praying that the Knicks can pull this off, if the Hawks were to somehow lose to OKC, it's a big if. OKC is not very good, but it's the NBA. Crazier things have happened. Things would look a little bit. Good for the Knicks if they were able to beat Charlotte. If the Knicks picked up a game tonight and it's three and a half with five to go, with what the Hawks have ahead of them, things could get a little dicey if the Knicks keep winning. That, that's that's what I will say. For the, for the optimists out there, and I, and I can't say I count myself among you, tonight's probably the night. If the Knicks win against Charlotte on the Wednesday, and you'll know this well before this podcast comes out just because of travel stuff and the hawks were to lose to okc and again i just don't see it happening but the task becomes a little bit more doable for the knicks because that is the easiest game left the hawks have you know if the hawks lose that game and the knicks win it's three and a half and it's four on charlotte four back of course three and a half back with five to play that becomes a little bit more doable now if if the hawks win let's say the knicks win against charlotte it's four and a half with five to play and the knicks would have to win all five the hawks would have to lose all five i doubt that's going to happen again the, the hawks would have that wizards game in particular in their back pocket the bad news for the Hawks is every team they have left, basically, besides the Wizards and Thunder, are playing for seeding. You know, the Cavs in particular, so are the Raptors as well, and the Heat, who have really struggled over these last few weeks, are also playing for seeding here. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens the heat are only a half game up for the number one seed so they are trying to hold on for dear life to the top spot they're going to want to probably win that game most likely so and they're only a game up on the celtics who are in third and actually 
first through fourth in the East is only separated by a game and a half. So a lot to still be determined at the top half of the Eastern Conference. The Nets will also be playing for home court in the play-in as well. They're only a game up on Charlotte at the moment. So lots to look forward to there. And the Cavs and the Raptors are both trying to avoid the play-in altogether. So this is going to be a very difficult stretch for the Atlanta Hawks. If the Knicks can keep on winning, things could get interesting if the Hawks drop a couple of games here. But again, that's a lot of ifs this late in the season with roughly nine days left in it. I just don't think, you know, at the time of recording, of course, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Hawks will probably win tonight. I could see the Knicks winning tonight. The way they're playing right now, they're looking good, but uh, despite the progress they've made during the month of March, again, 9 of 13, they've beaten some very good teams. Most notably, I would argue, uh, the win at Miami really stood out, but it's not going to be enough, and this next season is going to end with no playoff or play-in games. So, it's tough. I mean, again... The coulda, woulda, shouldas of February that, that pop up right now when the Knicks had so many chances to start riding the ship. And even, you know, the Atlanta game the other night. If the Knicks win that game, the Knicks are only three and a half back right now with six to play. And that's a lot more doable. It really is. You know, the, the, this, this Knicks team could be in much better shape if they just won a few more of those close games. You know, the, the, the Nets game comes to mind. The Memphis game comes to mind. That Atlanta game recently pops up, but that's how it goes during the regular season. I mean, we could go through the whole month of February and there's just so many what-if games in there that, you know, you, you lose the Portland game, the OKC game, the Brooklyn game, you know, I, the Phoenix game, looking back, the game at Memphis that got away from them. Uh, you know, and to be fair, the Memphis game was was in March, but the first four or five I just named all in all in the month of February. That whole month defined the Knicks season. It really did. And the only win the Knicks got that month was at Golden State. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. You just can't make this stuff up. So the the Knicks will, you know, they they will play hard down the stretch. They're going to do everything they can to try and get in. Um, it's not going to happen. Uh, you know, again, we've seen crazy things like this happen before, no question about it, but I just can't see Atlanta losing five of their last six, the way that they've been playing. I think they'll win enough games. I think they'll win just enough to figure it out. You know, if the Knicks win all six games, right, if the Knicks were to win all six, and to be fair, that that's a big if with Brooklyn on the schedule, but if the Knicks were to win all six, they would find themselves at 40 and 42 at the end of the regular season. They would need Atlanta to, to go two of their last six. They need to, Atlanta to win two of their last six. And actually, that would, that would tie the two teams. Um, Got to look up tiebreakers here. Um, it'd be head-to-head. It would be head-to-head. That's the best-case scenario for the Knicks. The Knicks would need to win all six. They would need Atlanta to lose four of six. 
it would go to the head-to-head during the regular season. And if memory serves, the Knicks did win the head-to-head with Atlanta. They won the game in November. They won the game in December. They won the game in January. And they lost the game in March. Knicks went 3-1 and one in the regular season against Atlanta. That's the Knicks' ticket into the play-in. They need to go a perfect 6-of-6. Six six, and they would need Atlanta to go 2-4 and four down the stretch. Possible? Maybe. Highly unlikely. I, I Again, highly unlikely. Now, the good news is for the Knicks, they have the tiebreaker. But it, whether we get to that point is going to be very interesting. Now... If the Knicks lose the Brooklyn game, they need Atlanta to lose five out of six. That's what they would need to happen. If the Knicks lose against Brooklyn and they win five of their last six, they would need Atlanta to lose five of their last six games. One in five. That's a hard ask. That's a hard ask. You know, and that's why that's why this game these games tonight mean a lot for the Knicks if you're talking postseason. But Again, I digress. I don't think it's going to happen. But because the Knicks are still in it, just about, you know, we will map out the scenarios until the Knicks are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which again, could be as soon as this weekend. It is possible that the Knicks could be eliminated from play in contention by the end of this week. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But if the Knicks keep winning and Atlanta drops a few games... You never know. You never know. I don't think it'll happen, but we'll keep an eye on it and we will wait to see what goes down. Uh, one last quick note that I do want to mention uh, in the first half of the show. I, I think that this is this stretch is becoming, you know, the the best part of this Knicks season and it, it needs to be said again just how well R.J. Barrett has been playing over these last few games. And he had a great interview with Mike Breen and Clyde Frazier on the post game after the win against Chicago on Monday. And I listened to the whole thing and I, and I just remember coming away from it thinking the Knicks have got to keep this man at all costs. This is a guy that wants to be here. This is a guy that was clearly motivated by how poorly he played at times in the first half of the season but also how poorly the Knicks played during the month of February in particular and said, you know what? I'm doing everything I can to turn this thing around. And I'll tell you what, if you had told me on February 28th after the Knicks lost to Philly that the Knicks would still be in the playoff, in the playoff contention, in playoff contention, on March 30th, I would I would have told you that's highly unlikely. I would have probably told you this season would have been over sometime during the month of March. No chance. But because of R.J. Barrett, and it has to be said because of Julius Randle and some of the big games he's had down the stretch in March as well. I mean, Emmanuel, quickly, how big was he in Miami the other night along with, you know, Deuce McBride? In particular, down in South Beach, coming up with big-time games. Guys have stepped up. You know, Mitchell Robinson in the month of March has had some big games. 
as well. You know, Obi Toppin at Charlotte had a big game. You know, guys have started to kind of figure it out here, but when you throw out a stinker like the Knicks did in February, you only win one game for the entire month. You can't expect much else, I should say much different than what the Knicks have currently, you know, where the Knicks currently find themselves. You know, that that's really what it comes down to. And we'll see. Again, they're, they're mathematically alive, but they are very much running low on time and games here. So we'll see, but it has to be commended. You know, as much as we criticize this team during parts of this season, they have not given up. They have continued to fight. They've gotten back into this. I don't think they'll pull it off, but that should be commended. You know, Tibbs in particular went through a lot this season, but the Knicks have pulled some of their dignity back here, and they've been able to hold their heads up high these last few weeks, and they're going to go for it. There's no question. They are on a mission. I don't know if they'll complete that mission, but they feel like they still have a chance, and... That's really all you can ask for as a Nick fan. You know, games that matter in March and April, you can't you can't complain about that. You really can't. So we'll see. Again, you could have asked, we, we could have seen this happen sooner. The Knicks wouldn't have to worry about it. But the pass is the pass. There's progress being made here. I think that's worth mentioning. We'll see if they can pull it off, but for the time being, this is this is a positive. This has been a very big positive to this Knicks season that has, you know, been lost since the beginning of April. I should say the beginning of February, I should say. But the Knicks have pulled some of their some of their pride back here, and we'll see how they finish this off. But, you know, players like Barrett in particular deserve a lot of praise for how well they've done over these last few weeks. So we'll see. We'll see what the Knicks decide to do when this season ends, and, and we'll see how the Knicks finish the season over these next couple of weeks let's take a break when we come back a segment we owe you from last week about the la lakers and the free fall that continues for lebron james and company all and that all of that and more is coming up next on the shock shock Knicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. At the beginning of this season, I went on a few different shows, did a few different podcasts, did a lot of clubhouse work, got to talk with a lot of NBA fans, a lot of NBA, you know, uh, insiders and, and things of that nature, at least people that, you know, cover the sport, right? If you had told anybody, anybody, right? Back in November, when, or really back in October, right? Middle of October, when the season was about to start. That on March 30th, the Los Angeles Lakers would be 
out of not only the playoffs, but the play-in. Nobody would have believed you. No one. Forget about Laker fans, right? Laker fans always think they're going to win the championship, right? But no one that covers the sport, nobody that does podcasts on SB Nation, nobody that writes about the NBA, nobody, I mean, I I had people, you know, asking about my opinions on the season from the UK, things of that nature. Nobody, nobody thought that the Los Angeles Lakers would be in the play-in, let alone currently one spot outside of it. But here we are. (laughs) Here we are. The Lakers got blown out last night in Dallas and currently find themselves in 11th place in the West. The Lakers, at the time of recording, on a tiebreaker, are behind the San Antonio Spurs, on again on the tiebreaker, and are one game back of the New Orleans Pelicans for the nine spot. The Lakers have currently lost three straight. They're 13 games under 500. 13 games under 500. And as I highlighted earlier this season, they have one of the worst road records in the NBA. They're 11 and 26 away from home. I was looking at this earlier today before you know kind of putting together the outline for the podcast the lakers season right is not only on a knife edge but their schedule to finish the regular season is as brutal as anybody's in the nba as brutal as anybody's The Lakers have six games left, like many teams in the league. They play the Jazz on Thursday. So you'll know the result of that before the podcast goes out. In Utah, by the way, they're on the road where they stink. They get the Pelicans at home. Crucial game. The Lakers have to win it on April 1st, which is a Friday when the podcast goes out. Then they have Denver coming to town on Sunday. So you're thinking, okay, but those two games are at home. They are. Where the Lakers are 20 and 18. So again, Jekyll and Hyde. Then they have to go to Phoenix. To Phoenix on Tuesday. And then they have to go to Golden State on Thursday before they finally get a reprieve and OKC comes to town on Friday, April 8th to end the regular season. That is a gauntlet to finish the regular season for the Lakers, and it's currently not in their own hands. Their their season is not in their hands right now. They need the Spurs to lose games. Probably multiple games. 
if the Lakers are going to figure this out. I know it's tied right now, but that schedule is brutal. It's brutal. The Spurs, it's not much easier, but they've got a they've got a few you know pieces of reprieve here. They get the Grizzlies next at home, then the then the Trailblazers twice in a row at home. That's a huge break this late in the season. Blazers are out of it, so that's a huge break. Then they go to Denver, then they go to Minnesota, and then they host Golden State. So not as easy, but I should, I should say arguably pretty difficult as well, but a little easier than what the Lakers have. The Lakers have a gauntlet. The Lakers have a gauntlet down the stretch. And man, oh man, the way they've been playing. It, it, you could see a scenario where LeBron and the Lakers don't make it. I know AD is on his way back and all this is going on and, and they're trying to get together here and put it all together at the end. They're, they are the person in class that is putting together their presentation while other people are presenting their PowerPoints right now. You know, the the, the straight-A student right now, the, the Phoenix Suns are presenting their presentation to the NBA, and the Lakers are still trying to figure out what they're going to put on their works-cited page. They have no idea. They have no clue. Can't win on the road. Barely above 500 at home. Lost three in a row. And they have Murderer's Row and the Thunder left to play. I mean, everybody the Lakers wouldn't want to play right now. They've got to play. Down the stretch. And what is their reward going to be? The 10 seed, if they get there. The 10 seed. And a road play-in game for their season's lives. This is what we're coming to with this Laker team. I mean, what a roller coaster season this has been for the Lakers. And I, and I have to say, many people early on in the season were asking me, like, like more than the Knicks, by the way, like preseason, just because of my, mostly because of my stuff on Clubhouse, but in general, friends and, and colleagues. More people were asking about what was going to happen with the Lakers more than anybody else in the league, including the Knicks. And I, you know, I said, hey, like, listen, I get why there's trepidation. 100%. A lot has to be done. And this is a Laker team that's filled with guys that you can't rely on health, health-wise. But I, and I said this at the time. At the beginning of the season, now I didn't place the Lakers in the position I'm about to say, but I remember saying in the preseason, I expect the Lakers to be in the mix. I expect the Lakers to compete for a Western Conference championship. Remember, I, I did pick the Nets, but they're not looking too good either. Um, but I and, and I did say, if the Lakers aren't healthy, I could see them finishing 5th or 6th. You know, maybe even fighting to get out of the play-in. I could never have expected this scenario to play out. With LeBron still playing the way that he's playing at, at his age in his career, the age of 37. With the addition of Russell Westbrook, who, again, I'm a fan of. 
But I figured with LeBron, they'd be able to find a role for him. They just haven't. They haven't gotten it done. Anthony Davis hasn't been able to stay healthy. Avery Bradley hasn't helped. You know, having Mello there really hasn't changed much. Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, Taylor Horton Tucker, Dwight Howard, Stanley Johnson. I mean, they had to bring in Austin Reeves, who wasn't even expected to be an NBA prospect, to save them at times this season. Austin bleeping Reeves! No disrespect, but this team should be deeper than having to rely on Austin Reeves to bail you out of games. It's one of those things where you start to wonder, is this it? Is this the last we will see of LeBron James on a competitive team? LeBron is 37 years old. Now, yes, it looks like he can play for a few more seasons. No question about that. I'm not trying to make the argument that LeBron James is coming towards the end of his career. I mean, he is age-wise, but play-wise, I mean, who knows? We could see him play for four more years, potentially, in the NBA, if, if that is what he wants to do. However... He's got another year left on his contract in 2022-23, and he becomes an unrestricted free agent at the age of 39. Is that going to be it? Is LeBron just going to finish out this contract and that's it? Or or what's he going to do next? Because he'll expect a lot of money in his his next contract. His next contract, if if this isn't his last one, will definitely be his last. So where will he finish? Is it going to end up being with the Lakers? Because if it is, I don't know what you could expect from this team, this franchise. Or will he try to go back to maybe Cleveland, Miami? I don't know. But this might be it. This could be it for LeBron. These next two years, he's kind of stuck. This year and next year, he's stuck. Is this finally going to be it? Is LeBron James done competing for championships? It's a it's a question I think that needs to be asked. Because he's stuck with this team. He's getting paid almost $42 million. Or sorry, just over $41 million a year. This year. And he's going to get just about that next year, if not a little bit more. So he's stuck. For, for, the next, for this year and next year. Basically with the same group because Russell Westbrook's getting paid more than LeBron. Close to $44.5 million. So you're stuck. You got Russell Westbrook on 44. You got Anthony Davis on $35.5 million a year. And then you're just piecing it together with Wayne Ellington, Avery Bradley, and Trevor Ariza and Austin Bleeping Reeves. You know, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, this is, this could be it. The Lakers could miss the playoffs this year completely. And that's, 
it, it's looking pretty possible right now that that is what is going to happen. That the Lakers don't even get to the play-in. They're trending in that direction. Because then, what's this team going to look like next year? There's not much they can do. Who's going to take on any of these contracts? The only thing the Lakers really could do is, is totally revamp the supporting cast. But you're basically stuck with this big three. Again, even if Anthony Davis... I, I should say, even if Anthony Davis's contract could be moved, which it really can't... I mean, $35 million. It's a lot of cash. He's 29, but he can't stay healthy. And... Anthony Davis doesn't become an unrestricted free agent until he's 32. That's in 2025. So you're stuck with Anthony Davis. And I think this goes without saying. I don't even think I need to really check this. But you're stuck with Russell Westbrook. There's really nothing you can do. Russell Westbrook is in a, in a very similar situation as LeBron James. Russell Westbrook has one year left on his contract after this one, where he's actually owed a lot more than I expected. $47 million. $47 million. And then, like LeBron, Russell Westbrook will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the 2022-2023 season. And he'll be 35 years old. So, I mean, this is this is quicksand right now for the Lakers. They're stuck. And they really have nowhere else to turn for, for this year and next year. And now they might not even get a playoff spot, a play-in spot, out of all the money they spent to get Russell Westbrook to come to L.A. You know, I mean, this is as disappointing as it gets for, for a regular season for an NBA team. LeBron, AD, and Russ, and they don't even get to the play-in. That's what's in front of them right now. They've got six games to change it, but let me tell you something. I don't know what they can figure out in a week. Or just over a week. But they better figure something out. Because, as I mapped out earlier... There's only one pushover left on their schedule, and it's on the last night of the regular season. You know, they got New Orleans head-to-head, which is a big deal. But other than that, it is a murderer's row. Everyone you wouldn't want to be playing at the end of the season with your season on the line. And we'll see. I mean, LeBron has had these gargantuan performances before but he's kind of dug his own grave here lebron he really has he always gets credit right when he puts together good teams well he has dropped the ball on this one yet again there's been multiple times where he's really messed it up with putting teams together this might be his worst job and it, it, it'll be confirmed his worst job if they don't get to the play-in
That'll be confirmed. No question about that. No question. Man, oh man. Again, never would have thought we'd, ha we'd be having this conversation if you'd asked me on October 15th. Never would have thought. I thought worst case scenario, the Lakers would be fighting to stay out of the play-in and fighting for a top six spot. And that would have to include all these injuries. And to be fair, the Lakers have had those injuries. You know, the worst case scenario did happen. But never in a million years would I have thought 11th spot on March 30th. Fighting to stay even in the play-in. Never would have thought it. Especially if you had told me that LeBron James would have had the season that he's had. Right? LeBron James has had another great season. He's been, he's been phenomenal at times this season. He really has been. It's, it's really been a marquee LeBron season. Leading the league in scoring. Eight assists, six rebounds. Or should be eight rebounds, six assists, I should say. Per game. Just in his last five games alone. LeBron's had two 40-point games. And a triple-double mixed in. You know? But at times, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. This season. You know, I mean, LeBron has done more than his share, but the people he has chosen to rely on, the players he has surrounded himself with, who's he, who he's put his trust in, have totally let him down. So we'll see. And also, by the way, LeBron is day-to-day -day with an ankle. He didn't play against dallas so there's that <laughs> i mean it's just crazy it's it's worth mentioning too lebron's only played 55 games this year so he's dealt with his own injury problems i mean it's been everything everything that could have gone wrong for the lakers has gone wrong and they may very well be about to pay the price for it no question about that that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the shock shock Knicks podcast thank you all so much as always for listening again this was recorded on the wednesday for friday and next time you'll hear from me i will be down in sunny florida doing my other sports broadcasting work but we will continue to cover the nba playoff push into the nba playoffs and as always we will have plenty of nba draft to talk about as the weeks and months go by leading into june's draft and the lottery of course just before that until then i will see you guys next time on the shock shock nicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network <laughs>